I decided to go ahead and redo it because it was just I've forgotten that I put that video behind me so I just put a regular JPEG behind me so hopefully that helped the setting it wasn't too many graphics going on because that's that's kind of a <laughs> that's kind of a uh, teaching thing for me there too as I learned how to do these things for these streaming so welcome happy Tuesday when you get back to the message that I was trying to teach before I'm gonna start all over hey good afternoon everybody I'm sorry for the uh, little interruption there um, but I definitely want it to be a consistent message without all the glitches and stuff and technology so thank you for coming back um, and I'm gonna go ahead and jump into the message to try to get this out to you today but the Lord has been telling me the last three weeks he's saying be sober and be vigilant be sober and vigilant because the glory's coming in now now we're in, we're in a season right now where the Lord is coming in with judgment and so he's trying to find which vessels to land on. But the, the title today actually is called Be Sober and Vigilant. Major transition back to normal, but although we'll never be normal again. And then new season of honor, a brand new season of honor. And so the Lord told me that he's starting to come in near his people again. He's starting to find which vessels he can land on. And we're in the last two weeks, as we've come through the eye of the needle, if you made it through, you should be a little tired by about now. Uh, and that's because of your uh, tedious warring that you've had to go through before the eye of the needle. Remember I just told you before we got uh, interrupted a while ago that you were warring in the lower quadrants of God, God's heart, the lower dimensions. What's the, the easier gates to actually repair? The higher gates you have to be in, invited into. Okay, you have to be invited into. Ida, can you pray? They're coming at the anointing right now. They don't have any authority. Can you pray about that, please? Cynthia, too. So, and break that crap off. So, as a matter of fact, let's just do it. Father, I just take authority over this stuff in Jesus' name. Verify it. If it's not of you, 1 Kings 1, 14, let it fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 37, 38. Every word that's not of you. Thank you, God. I put a permanent restraining order against that. 2 Peter 2, 16. So, back to our conversation you had to be invited into this new place thank you so much so the witchcraft is even more intense right now because of everything we're going through everything we're going through and so we've got all the balaam's praying we've got all the witches and satanists praying we've got everybody trying to keep you from moving on through especially if you're a front runner because the glory's looking for a place to land hopefully it's you Hopefully it's you. And the other part of this conversation is this, is because the enemy hates when the truth keeps marching on. But there's a lot of truth warriors that have been birthed into the earth right now. And we can't help but be who Christ made us to be because we're welding a double-sided sword of truth. Okay? So God is helping or trying to help the body of Christ step into all truth, into the glory in this new part of the story. So he can bring us into his latter portion, his latter portion that he's trying to help us step into. It's the latter glory. But the witchcraft has been trying to counteract that. So what's been going on in your world? What's really important for you to know is that the next two weeks, we're wrapping up the season of Basilisk. And so we have a whole lot of witchcraft, a whole lot of witches and Satanists releasing Early death assignments and freak accidents. Remember I told you the spirit of Bacillus brings in early death. You need to break that off your bloodline. 
You need to break that off your family's bloodline, off your life, along with drought and unbelief. But you need to be breaking off early death almost daily, almost daily, because they're trying to come after the front runners to keep you from hitting this new pinnacle, hitting this new place in the spirit. But hello, you've already hit it. If you made it through this place and you're tired, that's a pretty good indicator that you've already hit it. That's a pretty good indicator. Father, I ask you to make those things fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 30, 70, 38. Colossus 2, 14. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless those people. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Undo that. 1 John 3, 8. Nullified. 1 Corinthians 1, 19. Thank you, God. Those words. Any words not of God, let them fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 30, 70, 38. You think people have better things to do. See, you're, they're not the only ones. You're not the only ones watching this. They're watching this too. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> God bless you. So, but you're in this, you're in this new place right now where God is trying to bring you up into a place of power. Okay. He's trying to bring you into a new place of power. And during this time, you're going to notice pressure coming in behind the glory pressure coming in behind judgment there's justice behind judgment judgment but there's also pressure but it's to force people to come into alignment the lord's saying ready or not here i come here i come he's actually here already but he's also coming in close to force generations up into higher level living higher into love so it's not just for a certain group of people it's for entire families in this hour and for those People that are just expecting to find and do church and do business as usual with God, just to go to church and do business as usual. The Lord says, you're going to be running into walls this season if you don't align. That's the problem with not obeying and doing it at the lower levels. Because God's saying, if you choose not to change in this season, your walk will come to a complete standstill until you decide to do things God's way. That's what he's saying. It's his way or hit the highway. I've said that in several other revs. So we're entering into a brand new season with higher level responsibilities, <clears throat> which brings me to Nehemiah 11, 1 through 12, 26. And it's a group of people that are committing to do the will of God, no matter what it costs them. We're committing to do the will of God. We're not letting anything stop us. Nothing, not hell or high water. People that want to act like hell, you want to live like hell. You want to act like your father, the devil. Well, you're well on your way to meeting up with him. But the rest of us want to try to obey and try to do what he's calling us to do. Not like I'm a martyr, but I am submitted and I am trying to obey. And so I'm trying to honor my God. I'm trying to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what he's doing. He's saying, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask what you will and I'll do it. But I'm drawing all men unto myself right now who will obey. So we're entering into a brand new season. And you know, it's interesting to me, how everybody always prays for the bigger without realizing what the growth will cost them. What growth will cost you. Everybody always wants the bigger, the better. We want to get close to you, God. We want to get close to you without realizing there's responsibility to come to that new level. And we've just entered into a new season on a new level, which is going to require us to stop and step up into the glory and the love of God like we've never experienced before. But it's also going to require you to step up into new responsibility. Which is a new level? We've said new level, new devil. No, this is actually a narrowing in the heavenlies. You're coming in and doing things a different way. 
like you've ever done before. So you can come into the new place of God's heart. And so the same thing happened actually in Nehemiah's day where 84 men that God used to bring forth kingdom, they made up their minds that they were going to do whatever God required in order that they might be able to function at this new level. You've got to make up your mind. What's more important to you? You've got to make up your mind that if you want to stay in Egypt or if you want to come into a new position in God, because the new will always cost you something. But the new also brings new increased blessing. But don't go after it because of the blessing. Go after it because of your love for him. And so as we go higher in Christ, the more he's requiring of us through sacrifice in order to maintain that position. But I'd also like to add too, for frontrunners, this is something interesting for you that I realized yesterday. Because I realized that a lot of frontrunners, if you know anything about frontrunning, frontrunners are the first to get to the battle, the last to leave. They're kind of like the priests in the river that help everybody get across to make sure everybody's getting across safely. And then they kind of head up the rear, like God's your rear guard in a way. But when God uses you to run back to the front of the pack to keep running and running to get into that new place, you've never been there before. And matter of fact, there are very, very few people in the body of Christ that have ever really understood front running. They've never really understood the new place. They've never understood what God was using them to do in past seasons as they brought new moves forward. And so we've got a whole entire people group now. And it's not just this ministry. There's other ministries that are front runners like this one, but every ministry is different. They just have different callings within that front running ministry. And it, I'm really, really seeing this pattern kind of evolve now where a lot of frontrunners are kind of to start to uh, have trouble emotionally with knowing who to talk to about what they're experiencing. And that's why I really believe God's calling you into a corporate anointing to help you have people that can help you through the process because it can be stressful. It can be very, very stressful because there's not a lot of people that understand the warfare that we go through. And so it's because very, very few believers have ever walked in this place of God's heart. But in this season, we have a band of leaders who have been willing to walk and go where few have ever gone before so that the masses might follow in the days ahead, a.k.a. revival. And like these 84 men represented the men in Nehemiah's day, the few that are doing this movement right now are representing entire families in our day where God is causing all like entire families to come back into the family gifts now where entire families are going to be serving God. Like some are given the gift of joy, others faith, very, uh, very few are given the gift of love. Uh, gosh, there's several different gifts, others peace. I could name gifts, but are named different gifts that God gives people. But um, love is the very presence of God on a vessel. And so or on a family. And I know that, Entire families have been given these gifts. And so now God's calling entire people groups, different generations together to represent and honor the gifts that God has given these families. So he's calling us all in so that kingdom might begin to flourish again. He's doing it on the international, federal, state, city, county, and personal level. Why do you think that God started bringing in families to live, the many generations to live in the same household again? He was trying to bring that together. So what did the enemy do? He tries to scatter families and he tries to get you at odds with people that should be for you. Church families, your immediate families, 
work families, you name it. He doesn't want you dwelling together in unity. He knows that where people dwell together in unity, God is there. And so he knows that there's power there. So today we're seeing the same type of dedication coming forth, which must be very public, but very specific, which even requires obedience in all of our relationships, especially marriage and according to the Sabbath and the sabbatical year. So he's having us honor him in all the feast, all the things that he calls sacred. So he's having us come into his ways, the ancient pathways now. He's having us honor his ways now. So you see, God really is getting the body back to the basics of love. And so this dedication of a believer can be costly. You're going to find it to be costly, but priceless in the days ahead because of the power that these vessels are going to weld. But it's worth all that God has done to get us here. It's worth it. It's so worth it. And so because when we're right with God, we're going to support the work of his house and his heart. And we're willing to do whatever's required in order for this work to be maintained. So a lot of the people that have stepped into this new move now, and they're, they're starting to grasp the new message, and I am so delighted. I, I'm Delighted is not even the word. Relieved. <laughs> relieved is my, my heart's desire to say. I am relieved because for the first year and a half of this, I thought, man, I, you could feel people hating on you. They're like, you're not of God. You're a heathen. Okay, that's good. that was true about 25 years ago, but I've been saved since. So we're all good now. We're hopefully good now. But I'm serious. People are like, who they get mad at you? They get really mad at you. And so you have to kind of just keep saying, I'm like, Lord, when is the message going to change? And he said, when they get it, when they get it, that I'm moving a different direction. The cloud has moved on. The cloud has moved on. And so we have to stay with him as he moves from faith to faith and glory to glory, lest we get left behind. So we never want to get left behind when God's doing a new thing. And that's where we're at right now. He's in this hour. He's getting us ready for revival. He's drawing all men unto himself. And he's bringing us back to the basics of love. So let me ask you this. Since you came through the eye of the needle, have you not felt your love levels rise? Like it's easier to love and you're just feeling so much love for people. And that's what usually happens when you come through the eye of the needle, by the way. And then you get ready for the high holy days. And by the way, you should start experiencing as well a lot of angelic activity about right now. <clears throat> but it's going to even get better when we hit September. That's next month. That's going to be C4. So I tell people to keep a pen and paper beside their bed during C4 because there's going to be a lot of visions, a lot of prophetic stuff and insight coming forth. So you're going to want to know what God is saying. So God is calling us all right now to step up, to help bring back his glory, to help bring back the love on his people so that we would draw all, be used by God to draw all men unto him. And you get to participate in this. This is the coolest part. So, but God was saying, you have to be willing to fight through all the things that are resisting you to keep you from entering in. And the Lord says, why would you have put up with the last 30 years of all the attacks of the enemy just to settle for where you're at? Why would you do that? He's asking us, he's having you do kind of an inventory right now about where you've come from, where you're standing and where you think you want to be. Because God's saying, you know, this is, that's fine. If you want to stay here, that's fine. But you'll miss some of the most exciting times of your life if you decide to settle here. Or you can press through your fatigue as exhausted as you are because you're going to get new strength back when we hit the high holy days, the new door of strength, September 27th, 
a little over a month away. Surely you can make it another month and a half. And you can go into the new, into the new place that God has for you, for all you've ever dreamed about. And let me tell you, when you get through these new doors and you decide to change a few things, because I was telling our teams this this morning during our prayer team call and in teaching, and I was talking about a little bit about this, the, the word that God's given me today for you guys. And, <clears throat> you know, we think that we know what he's doing. We think that, you know, we're okay <clears throat> with where we're at because we're all full of grace. But if you didn't listen to my word on Friday, when God was telling you the problem in the body is that we have an imbalance in the body. There's no balance. People are either hard, hard, like they're angry. They're really, really truth, truth, truth. And then nobody wants to listen to them or they're too mercy. They're mushy, mushy, mercy where nothing gets done. And God's like, I need all of you to come in the middle. I need you to get into the middle and get back into balance because you can't have one or the other. You have to have balance or you're ineffective for, for kingdom. You're ineffective in the way God wants to use you and you don't get anything done. You don't get anything done. And so you have to have balance. But this is a season now where God is having us do inventory to find out where we've been and where we want to be. And he's actually giving you a choice in the matter. But he's also asking you to count the cost for staying back behind if you decide to do that. Because it'll cost you mightily because the transfer of wealth hasn't been released yet. That's why. And let me tell you, the enemy's fighting you with everything he's got to keep our families misaligned, to keep us from entering into this new high place. But a lot of people aren't willing to pay the cost for what it's going to cost them to enter into this new high level place. So why would the Josephs, I'm going to ask you this, why would the Josephs have been willing to go through everything they've gone through the last 30 years unless we expected to achieve a good outcome with God results? What do I mean by that? The entire time I was being tested the last 30 years as a front runner, I didn't even know I was called a front runner. I could have cared less about front running with everything I've gone through, not to feel sorry for myself by any means, but it was bad. I'm sure it was bad for some of y'all, a lot of y'all who are front runners. I believe that it was bad for all of us, to be honest with you, because the testings were just that fiery. But I can honestly tell you, and I thought about this yesterday, where I stand now, I wish I'd known then what I know now. Because had I known then what I know now, I would have fought and I would have, I mean, I didn't stop fighting. But I wouldn't have had probably the attitudes and the misunderstandings with God like I had if I would have known what God was doing. And he eventually showed, he showed me. But he's having us now look back and saying, see where I brought you. Was it worth it? And is it still worth it? Is your love for me still worth it? Because I'm asking you to count all the cost. Because my son had to do the same thing. As I talk you and walk with you forward because it's going to get even hotter it's going to get hotter there's nothing to be afraid of because the lord's saying not a hair on your head will be touched i just want you to make the commitment before we decide to go there so in order to come forward then if you're not willing to maintain it afterwards that's what he's saying. If you're not, if, if you're just saying, oh, yes, Lord, I'm in it for all the accolades and I'm in it for all the, the parading. It's, and I was telling our teams this morning, it's kind of like somebody that joins the, 
the drill team or the football team and says, oh, I'm a football player or I'm a drill team member, and then they run off the field. Okay, I've made it. I'm done. No, you haven't even played the game yet. You've got to step into the game. You've got to actually be an active member in what God is getting ready to do. And so, and that's also going to be coming with the ability to maintain your positioning in the love of God afterwards so that the generations to come might have the same blessing. Do you understand? He's bringing it back as a blessing. He's bringing his presence back as a blessing, but it's up to us to continue his legacy. The father always wants to continue his legacy on. He wants his children to do that. So this is what's happening in this new season. This God is beginning to position us strategically for the days ahead as how would God use our families and how we might better serve him effectively, but in a lethal manner. Let me stress the lethal manner for those who have been obedient. God's not just going to place his presence on any vessel that has been disobedient because if he can't trust you with your words, if he can't trust you with power, why would he give you any more? That's just stupid. That's just flat stupid. God is trusting people that know how to speak only what they hear their father saying. They know how to stay quiet when seasons call for quietness. They know how to be used as an instrument of God. We're not here to shoot our mouth off like a weapon. We're here to be used by God the Father only. So that brings me to the message, actually. And I've actually started into it, but we're second in the second portion of it with 1 Corinthians 10, 14-33, where it talks about forfeiting your right to be right. How many of you are so sick and tired of dealing with people that lie all the time and you have this need to stand up for yourself? You just feel like, I just got to tell you the truth. I just got to tell you what you're doing because it's so wrong and blah, blah, blah. But the Lord's saying in this hour, some of you are going to have to forfeit your right to be right. Okay, you're going to have to forfeit your right to be right because it helps you to avoid God's judgment. What does that mean? Sometimes... When we demand to be right, even if you are, even if you are, it's better to keep the peace so that weaker vessels aren't caused to stumble in their lack of maturity. Because remember, we're heading into revival, so God's drawing all people unto himself, drawing all men unto himself. So that means immature people are going to be coming in, and they're not going to hold, know a whole lot about love. They're not, they think that they do, but they're going to have to be coming into new revelations of love into who love says he is versus who they think he is. And who you give the impression of is going to be a determining factor as to their willingness to come forward. So if you're giving a bad representation behind the scenes about who you think he is versus who he says he is, hey, Yvonne, good to see you. That's going to make all the difference as to their participation or non-participation. So this is important. So the Lord's saying, don't forget that we're walking in a season where God is readying all vessels for revival so that all would come back to God to see the glory of the coming of the king. Hence, we're going to have many immature people trying to come back into God's heart. And in light of that, leaders need to keep in mind that we all serve at different levels, which means there are going to be many perspectives looking at love, whether that perspective is correct or not. The more mature ones need to make sure that we're exhibiting love in God's truest sense so that the immature can continue to climb out of the world and into him. The Lord says also, remember, 
True love never demands to be right. And when we demand to be right, we can bring trouble onto ourselves, which create domino effects around us. Lord said, in this season, we have to begin to think long-term in everything that we do and how it's going to impact everything around us. Everything. Okay? That's why you only say what you hear your father saying. Or you can create really demonic, huge demonic crescendo effects that affect everything. Everyone. On all levels. So when you don't know what to do, Lord says, in hard situations, ask me. Lord says, ask me to order your footsteps forward. Ask me to order your thinking forward. Ask me to order your mouth forward. Psalms 37, 23. And you can use this scripture for anything. For safety. When you need safe passage. For future blessings. Maturity. Difficult situations. Anything. Ask God to order your footsteps. Ask him to order it all. Your thinking. Everything. So you're always at the right place at the right time. At all times. For leaders. Lord says you have to keep reminding those coming out of the world that just because they were successful in the world doesn't mean they'll always be successful in kingdom, especially if they aren't willing to do things God's way. Because what I'm seeing is that every believer's difficulty seems to arise from their false belief that everything is going to come easy for them if God gets involved. That's not always true. Because God uses the difficulties to build our characters more into himself with the condition of the world that we currently live in, that there are going to be a lot of opportunities to learn. But it always starts with us. And that's our, that's our choice to participate. And so I think that's where people, even the, the less mature believers, really, really start to have difficulty and they start falling away is that they start realizing this is harder than I thought. This I didn't have this many problems when I was out in the world. Well, no, you didn't. You weren't a threat to the devil. No, you weren't. And so right now in this season, God's actually trying to help you. He's I know this is kind of a lightweight message today, but maybe not. I don't know. But I feel like God is trying to prepare us for where we're fixing to step into. And he's trying to get us geared up for this new place to show us we've come around a corner now. We're coming around a corner, ready for revival. So that has to do with his judgment. And the Lord's saying he's drawing very close to his new leaders in this move. And we're going to see his judgment on those vessels or against those vessels who refuse to comply. And so God is drawing near so that this body will be infused with purpose, but with power. But with power comes responsibility. The Lord's saying, I'm not tolerating the same sins that I tolerated yesterday on this level. I'm not. Because even though I give you the freedom and the free will to make choices, the Lord says the freedom in sin, the freedom to sin is not included in that. But I make you a promise. In this season, in order to avoid getting into last season's sin, the Lord says, I'm going to help you be sober and vigilant. If you ask me, if you get hit with temptation, Lord says, ask me. I'll make a way where there is no way to get you out of every situation. And again, I keep hearing, be sober and vigilant. Be sober and vigilant. Be attentive. You want to know why I want you to be attentive? Because the witchcraft is uber high. We've got it with people, with fake Christians. We've got them operating in like Balaam's Jezebel. We've got it everywhere. So you have to be attentive as to where you're walking in this hour. So you don't get duped for one, but for two, so you don't get taken out early before your time. 
But it's saying, be sober, be vigilant. And he's very, very serious about it, which brings us to the topic of his glory. The Lord says, in this season, there are going to be two extremes that must be avoided. And I've already talked about them, actually. And it's the practicing license to sin in the name of Christian freedom. Or I'm going to even say being mercy-oriented, too mercy-oriented. And then there's the other side of it being so uptight and so rigid that you don't even like to do anything. And you don't know how to relate with anyone. You don't know how to live in the world where you're actually relatable because you're so religious. Or then you're just the, that's the too truthful of the people that are just so angry at the lack of truth that they're just angry at the whole world. So there's actually four groups if you want to know the truth. Those are my, that's my interpretation of that. But the Lord says you have to be relatable. You're going to have to operate with balance on this new level in order for the power to flow through you. Again, you're an instrument. And the Lord says you can't drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons at the same time. You can't do that. So he's drawing a dividing line. He's absolutely drawing a dividing line right now. The Lord says it's important for us to understand that you can't serve two masters because in how those, how those if you serve one and not the other, your loyalties will be divided. And God's coming back for a pure, spotless bride. Which brings us to Psalms 34, 11 through 22. And the Lord's been talking to me about, you know, I think, I don't know about you, but if you're coming out of the world, I think that the biggest thing we struggle with when we came out of the world was like, oh, this is going to be so boring. My life's going to be so boring now. No, that's not true, man. I've had more fun uh, keeping it clean and, and living clean and, and, and trying to, be who I think Christ wants me to be. Um, and don't get me wrong, because there are times, too, that the enemy will come in and he'll try to entice you to go back into the old. But if God has set you free, what did that have to offer you then? Can you think back? I'll just remind you. Think back on the days when you were there and ask yourself, were you really that happy? Were you really fulfilled? Did you wake up every day looking forward to the new day and you were ready for the day? I mean, did a hangover really give you that feeling of, like, I'm ready for the day? No, you, you really actually probably wasted a day of your life. And the enemy wants that because time is the one thing you never get back. And the Lord means it when he said, he said, be sober, be vigilant. Be attentive to your father's business. He's looking for vessels to use in this hour. And so many people are like, no, Lord, use me. Here I am. Send me, send me. But they won't ready themselves in order to be utilized by God. And so then we have the group that are too afraid to walk forward because they're so afraid of being wrong. And so the Lord is saying, if you want to stay in the will of God, you're going to agree to come into alignment. You're going to agree to come into alignment with him and with love. So this season is a season, actually a forced alignment. If you obeyed in last season, it's bringing you here. So this actually happened to David when he fled and he sought protection. You're going to flip out when I tell you this. He sought protection from his enemies. I was like, what? What? Did he lose his mind? But no, he, he actually got out of the will of God. And he was seeking comfort. He was seeking, uh, when you say relief, from Saul, because Saul had been chasing him. And so he went into the enemy's camp and then... He got into the big mess, this big pickle, 
And he had to lie his way out in order to escape. And God was in it. He still helped him. He still had mercy on him. But he could have avoided the whole situation had he just stayed in the will of God. And even though the will of God sometimes will take you in places you don't desire to be because it usually is fiery, it usually is pressuresome filled, God's saying, if you'll stay in the fire, I'm doing something in the fire. It may be a job for you. It may be a family situation. It may be a financial situation. God's saying, stay in the fire. I'm making a way out for you. Don't quit. If you keep running from the testings, you're never going to align. And you'll go through the same test over and over and over again. And you know, how many of us create unnecessary messes by doing what's right in our own eyes, knowing that God's already told us, no, don't do that. Don't go there. I've got something for you here. Because I believe in this season, God's beginning to pull back the grace and mercy on those places. We keep running. Or we keep running back to sin as a comfort instead of running to him to be our comforter. And Lord's saying, I expect all my children to enter into a maturing process. And when we continue to make excuses for our sin and judgment hits our house, we have no one else but ourselves to blame. Nobody else. And I see that a lot in the church right now. I see a lot of leaders doing it. I see a lot of sheep doing it. A lot of people making excuses, thinking it's never going to happen to them. And then when it happens, they're like all dismayed with God. I can't believe God would do that. Why would this happen to my life? Why would he let this happen? You got out of alignment. You got out of God's will. You chose to do things your own way. You chose to stay behind and not change or be changed. And this is the words I heard. You, you may laugh at what I'm fixing to say, but this is the word I heard him say. This is a season, the Lord says, where I'm not jacking around. He said, if you've never taken me seriously, Lord says, I'm near my people now. Judgment's here. Justice is right behind it. And I'm telling you the whole time what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. And I honestly don't think I've ever sensed the seriousness of where we're standing in the body of Christ than I do at this moment. But in David's situation, and he was a strong, he was a seasoned warrior. He knew better. He knew better. How many seasoned warriors out there are getting so tired that you're getting caught up in, oh, I just don't feel like doing that today. I'm just going to do this, and God will honor me. He's, he's a God of mercy. So, sometimes not. Sometimes not. He was in this one situation with David. But David knew better. He knew better. And he had every reason to praise God and to thank God for what he'd done for him in past seasons because he had seen the faithfulness of God. But he was testing God. And he almost lost his life. And so God had to rescue him from certain death. And sometimes when we purposefully choose to go back into old behaviors where God has most certainly warned us, we're the ones to blame when the domino effect hits our house. Are you listening to the seriousness of where we're standing in this hour? And are you keeping your life clean? Because it's time to come into the place of safety. And yes, God's always faithful when we call upon him to save us, but sometimes our sin has consequences. And those consequences are harder to work our way out of when we've stepped into them on purpose. Why would you want to run back to the enemy when the Lord can always keep you safe? Why would you want to do that? 
You know, the Lord, in this hour, the reason why the Lord wants us to live our lives clean is because he wants the next generation to know him and to know his love, know, his, know what honoring him is about, know a vessel of honors, what it feels like to be a vessel of honor. He wants you to be a vessel of honor. You can't be a vessel of honor if you're continually running back like a dog to your vomit. You can't do that. And people get all upset and they're thinking, oh, that's a hard word, Dr. Missy. There's not a whole lot of grace in that. Nope, nope, nope. There's not. I'm just telling the straight up facts. I'm a doctor. I, I don't have good bedside manner. It's probably why I'm not in the medical field. <laughs> nope, this is what, what's going on. Boom, boom, boom. Let's get it fixed. That's what God is. He's a good dad like that. He'll tell you exactly where you're messing up and he'll tell you exactly how to correct it. If you do this, you're going to get this. Well, he's saying this in this hour. He's telling us what to do in order to get aligned because he wants us aligned so he can use, him for, use us for kingdom. But he also wants vessels that trust him. He wants us to stop being bad examples of how we think he is and what we think love is and start actually living our lives and being who he truly says he is. He wants us to start living out the word right now. So, you know, the Lord's saying too, he understands that, because I got this in my spirit too when I was writing this today. The Lord said, you know, a lot of people have coping mechanisms and they run devices. Pardon me, and they run devices. It could be smoking, it could be drinking. Let's get blunt. It could be overspending. It, it can be sexing, oversexing. You, you, you call it what you will. Everybody's got something. Overeating, whatever. Lord's saying, I'm calling you into balance. Lord, because you, Lord says you're always going to have good and bad days. You're going to have stressful days and non-stressful days. But I'm asking you, to choose to deal with your responses differently in the days ahead. You can run to me for comfort. Quit running to idols, the Lord says. Quit, those are idols. Quit running to everything else but me. Hi there, how are you doing, Sylvia? And the Lord says, if you don't, the next generation may never find out about me. That's why I'm calling a people group forward into a new move to teach you how I am. And I'm even putting a double portion of my spirit on you so that you would know you, they couldn't miss you. They couldn't miss me because I'm so strong with love on your vessel. And Lord says, God knows he's got eyes and ears. He sees and hears your needs. He knows your prayers. He knows what you're walking through. He knows the fiery testing. Some of you are going in and going through right now. And so you repent. And you ask him, Lord, take this from me. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. When temptations come, you ask him, Lord, give me a way out every time. Change my heart to where that's not even a part of me anymore. I have never been more serious in my life than I am with this message today because I've never felt the, the, the conviction behind it. And, but God... God wants us to truly enjoy life to the fullest until it overflows so we can have a better way of truly living. And you know, there's nothing like waking up and, and being ready for the day, not being dependent upon anything but Him, anything but Him. And that is not a boring way to live. I have some of the closest friends, and I have some of the, and none of us, none of us drink, none of us really got, do anything. We just enjoy, we enjoy Christ. That's all. I, I won't lie and tell you that there wasn't a time in my walk 
where I didn't have a beer with people. I'd go have a beer with people and God even told me, knock it off. I want to take you to a new level. So if you want to go to the higher level, he'll call you to higher level living. And you've got to be willing to put things down in order to go there. And let me tell you too, because you can't see the blessings on the other side of that. If you let go of them, oh my gosh, let me tell you what I stepped into. When I agreed to agree with God, God took me back and let me, I never dreamed in a million years because I have ADD, ADHD. And I'm not a victim to it. I, I'm a different, I learn differently. That's what we do. We're not, we're, we, our cognitive abilities are a little bit slower at first. They, they develop a little slower, but it's because we're high IQ thinkers. And so that's why you get bored so fast. But you also, when you, when you plug into the gospel, your mind, you're a front runner usually, and God's called you to be a strategist. And so the enemy hit your mind with witchcraft to hinder you from stepping into your calling because they saw the calling in your life. It's called fragmentation. So they hit you with trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma. Didn't intend on going here, but I'm going to go here. And so in order for you to get free, you've got to agree with God. You've got to start coming up higher. But when I agreed to do that, God healed me of that stuff. Got, I got free of ADD, ADHD, went into my master's program. He started teaching me about the way that I learned. Then it led me to a PhD program. And because of the way that I learned, that was the last place I expected to land. Last place. Last place. Hi there, Jason. Good to see you. And you know, I love you guys. I'm not trying to be hard on anybody. I'm not trying to be hard on anybody. I'm just, I want to see you succeed. I want to see the best for you guys. I want to see you experience the Lord like I know him. And not like I know him, you know, better than anybody else. I just, he's just good. He's good. And when you test, and when you say, you see his goodness and you taste his goodness, you want to share that with people. There's just so much more to life. So, if you want to see a life that's well and good, Lord says, this is the second thing you need to do. I've given you all this to-do things. <laughs> Lord saying, watch your tongue in this season. I had my mentor. I warned you guys about this last Friday. But she warned me. Um, the first thing she said on the phone to me, she said, Missy, watch your words. That was the first thing out of her mouth. I said, what did I say? <laughs> what did I say? She said, watch your words in this season. It's all around me. And, and I knew it was the Lord. Because every time she calls me, it's the Lord. She doesn't call me unless it's the Lord. Matter of fact, I call her more than she calls me because I need more, <laughs> I need more help than she needs. But she's a great friend. So the Lord's saying, watch your words. Because, and like Kenneth Copeland said, if you didn't watch the, the 2022 uh, Southwest Believers Convention, you need to go back and catch the replays. Those are the fathers of faith. If you want to get pumped up in faith, go check that out. But he was talking about your words being containers. They can be positive containers or negative containers. That's why God's cracking down on the Balaams. He's cracking down on Jezebel right now. Oh, he's so fixing to crack up on them. He's fixing to crack down hard like a nutcracker. So anyway, you don't want to be caught up in that. You don't want to be caught up in all that judgment. The Lord's saying, watch your words. And if you've spoken any negative words, repent. Ask him to cover it with the blood. That's per Kenneth Copeland. I'll sight source him. But watch your words in this season. Because they have the power of God building on them. And if your vessel is one of those vessels God is landing on, you especially need to watch your words because your words have a lot of power. But God has warned us about this, so we need to obey him, which means you're probably a candidate for the new glory. 
And if God can't trust you or your speech, he's going to bypass your vessel and he'll move to a more obedient vessel. And we all think, oh, no, he's so, he's so merciful. No, he's a realistic God. He's a realistic God. He's practical. Everybody always thinks, I don't know what it is about man. Man has these, these cock-eyed ideas. And I used to be the same way when I was younger. I used to think, oh, God is so loving. He's got so much grace for me. And then I wondered why my blessings were evading me. Until I decided to change my mind about a few things and start obeying the Lord. And then all the crazy warfare mess stopped. It all stopped. And I was like, I could have slapped myself because I thought, how stupid was I? I went through all those years of, how, I was so mad at myself. It's like, how stupid was I to put myself through that? Have you ever done that before? Oh my gosh. That's what obedience will do for you. When you stop doing the stupid things and you start obeying the Lord, it brings you into blessing. It brings you into peace. I don't know about you. I, I value my peace. I guard my peace. And now I especially do because I don't like cock-eyedness coming in and disrupting it. But God's saying, if I can't trust you, I'll move to the next vessel that will obey me. So don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in gossip. Don't get caught up in lies. Stay in honor. Love believes the best of all people. Love always believes the best of people. God's calling us back to honor. Not just the honor of a holy God honoring each other. Honoring each other and covering each other, even if you're in sin. You don't have to go run your mouth about people. Matter of fact, I saw this great uh, meme the other day. It says before you run your mouth about somebody, how about you write them down on your prayer list instead? How about you write them down on your prayer list instead? So as we wrap up, I got to wrap up because I got to take my dog out. But I'm going to wrap up with Proverbs 21, 14 through 16. You heard her, right? She's letting me know. It's time. It's time to go. Come on. Run around outside and play. All right, I'm coming. Just wait a second. So we're going to wrap up with Proverbs 21, 14 through 16. My dog really does talk to me like that. She does. She talks. She lets me know when I'm out of line. So anyway, it says, A gift given in secret soothes anger, and a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. And whoever strays from the path of prudence comes to rest in the company of the dead. There's a lot in that. There's a whole lot of meat in that. To me, to me it talks about shortcuts. There are no shortcuts to hard work. You can't bribe your way out. You can't give your way out. Well, in some, I mean, you can give your way out, but it's it's always, it goes back to Kenneth Copeland's thing too. I want to, I keep site sourcing him. He's the site sourcing topic today. But he says that we live by a season of seed plus time equals harvest. Well, sometimes our sin takes God some time to get us out of. So if you've been one of these disobedient vessels like I used to be in my past life and my past seasons, and we're all still working on something, it's going to take God some time to work you out of that. So you've got to have patience with him. But there's a whole lot in this. But then it talks about justice being done and bringing joy to the righteous, <clears throat> terror to evildoers. But then it talks about the word that sticks out to me too is prudence. Prudence, not always having to be right with things and picking your battles. You know, 
sometimes I used to be better about it when I was younger than I am when I'm older, I think, because I'm God growing me up in the double double truth. But I really think that when I started hitting the double truth side of my calling, I started sensing this need when I stepped into it to start telling people the truth about everything. And sometimes now God was like, hold back on that. You don't need to say it all. You don't need to say it all, especially because of some hearts being at different levels. And that I think is contingent upon the maturity of that heart. So pick your battles. Sometimes you let God teach people lessons. Sometimes you don't have to have the last word. Let me just tell you this. I'll wrap this up with this. Because can't nobody <laughs> teach a soul a lesson better than Jesus. <laughs> so sometimes now when I run into that stuff, I just sit there and I go, mm, and I'm thinking, oh gosh, oh Lord, this is going to hurt. Oh God. And I'll just stay quiet. And I'll let God teach them that lesson. Because I'm not their God. I'm not your God. I'm just here to help you along your journey. So, with that, I got to take my dog out. I love you. And I'm going to look forward to talking to you again on Friday. I got some really cool, like, logo entry things now and uh, exit things now. So, I'm hoping you're going to enjoy that. But until I see you on Friday, go well, have yourself a great Tuesday. <laughs> I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.